And now, a Blaze Media podcast. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. Well, shoot. Trying to get through to Kevin Costner. I've been dialing and dialing and dialing. I've been dialing the number he said to dial to text him. one three one zero five six four zero five zero six. Sure, I've texted him, but I want him to pick up. So I've been calling and calling, and I'll continue to call during the show to see if we can get a hold of Kevin, because I would love for Kevin to pick up, and we could talk to him, and he could be part of the show. I know he listens to Chewing the Fat, but... I keep getting the I keep getting the message. <laughs> I don't understand. Kevin, it's me. You have caller ID, I'm sure. <sighs> Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> So welcome to Fat Pile Friday. Nice to have you along for the ride. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. This is Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So I'm reading the story again about the bunch of naked celebrities that filmed their voting PSA. And I saw it go through social media. And of course I'm going to watch. Anytime somebody you know comes up, hey, naked, hello, I'm watching. Duh. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm going to go back and watch it two or three times. I'm, you know, one time for sure. So, and I'm, you know, I want to read a little bit more of what they were thinking about, if they were thinking anything at all. And, you know, I'm, I'm watching this stupid video because Hollywood, well, they love themselves naked. Doesn't matter what they look like. They love themselves naked. Now, some of people in Hollywood, I, I could go on record as saying I'm a fan as well. <laughs> this particular video... Uh, Amy Schumer, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Rock, not so much. Sarah Silverman, sure, why not? You could quote me on that. Sarah Silverman, sure, why not? So anyway, I'm reading this stupid story about the whether I'm going to talk to you about it, and I'm just thinking in my head, do I want to talk to you? Do I want to play the audio from the video? You know, is it is it worth it? It's a political ad, but it's not a political ad because they're talking about going out and voting. Uh, so, you know, that is an important thing. I get it. You know, they obviously want you to vote <laughs> for anyone but Donald Trump, please. But, you know, they don't say it. And it's all from this, uh, what's the name of the place? Uh, uh, Represent U.S., called it a PSA nice of them and they keep repeating the same words and the same phrases over and over again somewhere along the line they all think that's a good idea anyway as I'm watching this an ad pops up and it talks about a show on Netflix called have a good trip adventures in psychedelics and I thought oh well that kind of looks interesting why do I not know about this show? It's been out since May, the middle of May. I guess maybe maybe I was doing psychedelics at the time. I don't know. I don't I think I remember it coming out, but I I know I didn't watch it. And I certainly don't remember it showing up on any of my 
on any of the scrolls, you know, any of the roll screens that say, Hey, watch this. Why don't you watch this? I certainly don't remember that. And if I, I don't, maybe I was, maybe I was tripping at the time. So it's possible I missed it because, you know, I mean, it's got sting and I love sting and it's got the other, you know, actually it's a documentary. I don't know that it's actually a documentary. Maybe they're just calling it that, but it's talking about the people talking about tripping and taking acid and look, look, first of all, we all know, I don't know if, I don't know, you know, if, if by watching it, they're promoting it or if by watching it, they're hoping to tell people don't do it. I have a feeling it's promoting it. Sure. Use it. It expands your mind. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I remember, uh, being forced, forced. I don't know if I should tell the story or not, but it's part of the Chewy the Fat documentary. I remember being forced to partake in what some people call acid at one point in my life. I hated it. Hated it. Now, maybe there's just not much of a mind there to expand. I don't know. Uh, but it just was not a good experience. So there's that. <laughs> and that's all I've been thinking about after I saw the stupid Have a Good Trip Adventures in Psychedelics. Why haven't I watched this? I apologize with all my heart and soul that I haven't watched this on Netflix. Wow. I'm sorry, but soon I will have this under my belt. So it's Fat Pile Friday. Welcome to it. And I see where the raccoons are back at the White House. So remember at the end of last month was, you know, a week ago, a week and a half ago, whenever, if you're listening to this broadcast live on Friday, the 9th of October, 2020, but, uh, they were saying that they had traps out and there were raccoons around the White House. Well, apparently they haven't gotten them all. Raccoons are <sighs> bougie little animals anyway. And they show up everywhere. I remember one, I probably even talked about it when we talked about it last time. I remember one gas station I used to stop at. Uh, every morning and there was a family of them a couple of families together and you don't mess with them man they just look at you like what go ahead say something i'm out here looking for the trash food but i see where joe johns from cnn <laughs> had a run in while he was uh just about ready to go on air cameras running he's ready to do a live shot at the white house and uh, realizes that the raccoons are back or at least, you know, one raccoon is back. Get! There he is. Ah! <laughs> Frickin' raccoons, man. God, again, this is the second time. Jesus. Takes his mic off. <laughs> I guess the trap's not working. Right? Hey, man. Raccoons in back. It always comes around right about when I'm going to go on TV. Uh, maybe that's because you are. Get! <laughs> Handled it pretty good. Threw his, uh, threw his stool at him and, uh, you know, throwing him away. Pretty good. And, uh, you know, then he takes the mic off and goes and uh, picks up his stool and uh, is looking to fight back on the raccoons. Raccoons are a man of care. They don't care. And the bigger ones, they will. They'll look at you like, huh, 
I'm going to pick up that stool you just threw at me. I'm going to throw it back. And then I'm going to go up in your truck and get what I want out of it and just try to stop me. Go ahead. You don't mess with raccoons, man. So they better get the traps out. Uh, I would say that the best trap for a raccoon at the White House would be... Yeah, that's what I would say. Here, raccoon. Come here, baby. Thank you. You're going down. Have a nice day. And then, uh, you know, that would be all the news. Oh, my gosh. The White House Secret Service is shooting raccoons. Yes. Yes, they are. So as long as we're, you know, chatting about uh, the White House, you know, with the raccoons, uh, I see where Robert De Niro, my guy, is back at it again. Now, he's promoting his new comedy called The War with Grandpa, uh, which is probably going to be wonderful. Like another bougie little movie. I guess he needed some extra money. And so he's doing an interview with Extra to promote the new movie. And he's got the two other actors and the Extra host on a, you know, four-screen interview. It is incredible. And so she asks, hi, hi, how are you doing? And the two other uh, actors are sitting in the squares. So I look at the movie and it's got a lot of stars in it. Uh, Uma Thurman, Laura Moreno, who's on the call with uh, with him uh, for the extra interview, Cheech Marin, Jane Seymour, Christopher Walken. Wow, there's a lot. I don't know who the kid is that's on the call with him. It must be Oaks Fegley. Is that the is that the kid who plays in the, At War with Grandpa? Oaks Fegley, is that him? No, but I don't think so. That's the younger one. Oh, wow. And this was, uh, ha! Oh, no wonder. It's been out. They've had this movie in the can for quite some time. The War with Grandpa is uh, was a Harvey Weinstein movie. Uh, his company's Dimension Films had intended to release it back in 2018, but it was placed on indefinite hold during the whole uh, Weinstein collapse. Wow. No wonder. You can tell in this interview, De Niro, who, you know, I mean... I like Robert, but he's such a douche. He's just such a douche. Just answer the question. She asks, she's on, you're on extra, Robert. You're on extra. All right, so you just, just promote the movie. Just say great. But he can't help himself. So instead of saying, well, you know, I'm doing fine. Let's talk about the movie. He's got he's to gotta beat up the man he hates more than anyone on the planet, Donald Trump. But then... <laughs> The host for Extra. I'm debating. I'll play it for you. The host for Extra says, Hey, I just saw the movie last night, and it was great. I loved it. (laughs) And De Niro's answer and his facial expression is awesome. He doesn't even like it. Hello, Mr. De Niro, Oaks and Laura. Hi. Hi. How are you and your family dealing with the pandemic and everything that's going on? We're doing, you know, I'm fortunate. I have a, uh, a, a more convenient situation, administration and everything. They've made everything. You, you can be in a, in a, in a domestic uh, oh, abusive situation. And now we're in a, a national abusive situation with a leader who is daily giving us uh, something new to be concerned about. That's another kind of a oh, virus or pandemic that we are having to deal with. And I 
Can't wait. Can't wait. Please, God, that it goes away so that we can get back to normal, get us all uh-huh. back to normal. Even this, even this virus situation is could have been a lot less severe. I get upset thinking about it, speaking about it right now. The other two are, we are oh God. That we have been toyed with, this country, this nation has been toyed with, played with, conned to be where we are today. Um, when is when are people going to wake up and see what's, what, what the fraud is right in front of our very eyes? And many people, and most people see it. Guys, I saw the movie last night and I loved it. It's just what, what I needed so much. Great. <laughs> he doesn't even like it. <laughs> great. Yeah, that's great. Are we done yet? I got my, I got my bash on Trump in and now I got to be here because I... It's under contract to do a couple of interviews for the stupid movie that we filmed years ago. So, uh, great. Go ahead. Guys, talk about the movie. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, go see At War with Grandpa and let everybody know. I mean, sorry, it's not At War with Grandpa. I apologize, Robert. Don't get angry yet. Don't go off the hook. Take another one of your medications. The War with Grandpa. Okay? Sorry. (laughs) The War with Grandpa. I'm sure that'll save the movie industry. So, I should have have talked about this story when we were talking about going to, uh, you know, the psychedelic, uh, do an acid documentary on Netflix. So, remember in the days of psychedelics, uh, people would sit around and talk, and you'd get, uh, if you were Willie Nelson's friend, or now we know Sting's friend from the documentary, and you'd sit around and go, you know, this, we live on a planet, let's say, like, uh, would you put a, a disc into the computer, and you play the world, and you're inside the computer, that's us. We're being played like that. So, like somebody outside us is looking in and playing this game. So, like, we have free will and everything, but not really because other people are playing bigger characters in the game and they're drive the driving force and that's what, that's what happens and they get to see, you know, what happens in the game. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, it's like we're actually living in a simulation, dude. Don't you know that? Well, okay. Well, some scientists now believe there is a one in three chance that we are actually living in a simulation. (laughs) Hey, it's science. What are you talking about? Right? So back in 2003, Oxford professor Nick Bostrom and uh, or Australian Catholic University associate professor Sam Barron believe that uh, Barron's the one that says we got a one in three chance. Bostrom thought of his simulation hypothesis back in 2003. He wrote a, pipe, a paper titled, Are You Living in a Simulation? I don't know, dude. You know, uh, 
humanity is nearing a point where we can create such advanced computers that will be able to run simulations involving conscious beings. <sighs> you know, because uh, computers would be so powerful, they could run great simulations. And suppose, dude, let me have another hit of that. Okay? Then I'll, I'll tell you some more. So then, suppose that these simulated people are conscious, and they would be, if the simulations were, you know, like five grains of certain people accepting the position of philosophy. And, you know, people will be simulated by the advanced descendants of an original race. You know, so that's what I'm talking about. So, according to this, uh, he wrote an article in Australia talking about, I want you to imagine there are many civilizations like ours dotted all around the universe. Also imagine many of these civilizations have developed advanced technology and lets them create computer simulations of, of a time in their own past at a time before they developed technology. The people in these simulations are just like us. Well, I'm guessing that he believes these people in the simulations are not only just like us. <sighs> They are us. Okay. Okay, so there are technology-advanced beings who can and do run many simulations of people like us. Likely including us. I told you. There are technology-advanced beings who can run simulations of people. Don't, they, I don't know. There will be technology-advanced enough to run you know, simulations, really only options available. I guess the answer has got to be yes, right? So what do we know? If we don't have enough information to help us select between, you know, whatever options we have, then what do we, what do we know? I don't know. I guess we get to the point where one in three odds are that we're a simulation in a game. So I don't know if that's cool or it's mind-blowing or if it's just, you know, bullshit. Either way, though, dude, it's really, really cool to think about, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Thanks, Professor. All right, as we're heading into the break room, let's call Kevin Costner again and see if he'll answer the phone. not there kevin pick up i know it said just text you at the one three one zero five six four zero five zero six but hoping that maybe he picks up all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink anyway oh my gosh that is so good hey so how's the uh, mask wearing coming you still enjoying it 
do you still wear the ones that, uh, you know, like my wife made and you know, you made your grandma made whatever. Cause we were told that those weren't really that well, you're supposed to wear the medical ones. I don't know. Maybe it's because that was, <laughs> that's because they're in with big mask. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, do I hate big mask anyway? So, uh, how's it going? You having fun with it? Because I think it's still agonizing, but I think it should be your choice. I don't think it should be mandated. I see where our friends in Michigan are. They disagree with me. (laughs) They disagree with me. I know. Weird. But they believe that you should be fined if you do not wear your mask. Isn't that so nice of them? I thought so. You know, never mind that the state Supreme Court of Michigan said, uh, yeah, your uh, COVID-19 emergency orders. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go ahead and strike that down. Well, the mask mandate remains in effect. Why care about the whole Supreme Court thing? It's only the state Supreme Court. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Now, what they say is that's because the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services issued an order on its own also limiting social gatherings. So it's a separate entity that doesn't have anything to do with the governor's office. Oh, okay. So they want to find you a thousand bucks if you're not wearing a mask. Wow. Okay. Now we started out, you get the Karens hollering at you, right? But, uh, you know, and people, why aren't you wearing a mask? You should be wearing a mask. Why do you hate people? So according to this, You must wear a mask at indoor or outdoor gatherings. Wearing a mask must still be enforced by businesses and government offices and schools. Only Region 6 is exempt. I don't know what Region 6 is. We'll have to find that out momentarily. And just as before, the size of indoor gatherings will be limited. Yay! So, what is going to become of this? Well, first, we've got to find out why what Region 6 is. Wow, I don't know why Region 6 is exempt, but it's 13 counties. Claire, Ionia, Isabella, Kent, Lake, Mason, Macosta, Mount Calm, Muskegon, Nuego, Oceano, Osceola, and Ottawa. Wow, good for you. You're exempt from the Michigan mask region, from the Michigan Health and Human Services. But what we're coming to anyway, really, is we, you know, we saw the video that went viral with the people on the bus in the United Kingdom and the lady yelling at the 16-year-old girl for not wearing a mask. And if you weren't 16, I'd kick your rear end. And she got up and on the way out, the one guy who was the clapping seal in the video, you know, of course, you know, harms the 16 year old girl in the face so another guy on the bus harmed him which was awesome uh you know people are attacking people for not wearing a mask come on now come on now the argument is you wear a mask to protect you right so if you're wearing a mask you're protected that's the argument i know we've been down this before i know we have So if I'm not wearing a mask, and you are, we're still good, right? Right. Now, I wear a mask when I have to, when I'm in, you know, areas that I feel like, whoa, that's not good. But A, I'm not driving my car around with a mask on. It's not going to happen. 
Uh, B, I'm not walking around outside, outdoors, with a mask on. Not going to happen. Okay? Sorry. I just think it's insane that you would think that. We, we already know that sun and outdoors are supposed to help mitigate the virus, not hurt it. It's just insane to me. It's just insane to me. You know what else is insane to me? If you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, that is absolutely insane to me. How is it possible that you could be listening to this show and not be a subscriber to the show? (laughs) I mean, your life is going to get so much better and be enhanced so much more by just subscribing to this podcast. Now, you're listening now and you're not a subscriber. You're just a... You're just a non-subscriber freeloader. Ick. Nobody wants that. So you want to become a subscription freeloader and then you're good and life is better. You can turn that frown upside down and walk with your, your head just a little bit higher and your shoulders just a little bit more even. Knowing that you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat Podcast. Right all right, now doggone it, get out there and get going in your life and turn that frown upside down <laughs> and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. And while you're at it, don't look at me like that. While you're at it, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. It's the same name, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Click the little subscription bell too when you subscribe. We don't have a little bell for the podcast, so it's just the bell for the YouTube channel. And go ahead and subscribe to them both while you're at it. All right? All right. Man, I don't want to have to tell you again. So I'm sure uh, Rush Limbaugh, the great Rush Limbaugh, had some uh, big numbers today. He uh, posted yesterday that he was sorry to say that he wasn't uh, wasn't on the show today. And he wasn't on the show uh, uh, the day before. And he's been going through his uh, cancer treatments. And, you know, of course, he's not going to be on from time to time. He's on as much as he can. But uh, he said uh, that Vice President Pence was great. And uh, he also said that he was thrilled to announce that the commander-in-chief, well, he said our commander-in-chief, President Donald Trump, will be right here tomorrow. That was, you know, yesterday, if you're listening to this podcast on uh, live, uh, October 8th, 2020, uh, most of you will be listening to this podcast after the Rush Limbaugh show has aired. So you will, if you missed it, <laughs> you, you probably, I don't know, how, you know, I'm sure that, uh, you know, it'll be, uh, highlighted all over and probably be trending that Trump was going to do the Rush Limbaugh show. And, uh, wow, you know, uh, good luck. That's a good rally for him. There's no doubt about that. I still say that he should do the, uh, he should do the debate virtually from a rally or just go to where it was supposed to be. Now, if he went to where it was supposed to be, then nobody would be there, right? So he should just hold a rally for the debate and do it virtually. Biden could be in the basement. Biden could be wherever the heck he wants to be. Trump could do the debate virtually from a rally. It'd be awesome. Just somebody needs to get that to President Trump. Right, you know, let him know. Because I think that would be a great idea. I, and I, I hope that by the time 
you're listening to this, you say, well, that already happened, Jeff. Duh. Well, it happened because of this podcast, because that needs to happen. Earlier this week, I asked, uh, we, I talked about getting scammed over the phone or through email. And I asked if you had any stories that you were scammed or you almost got scammed to that you wanted to share. Cause I know it's embarrassing and nobody likes to share that they were scammed and nobody likes to share that, you know, I almost got scammed, but because, and it all started because, uh, I, we, I know a guy in Tampa who got scammed and he thought he jumped through all the right hoops. Uh, I get emails. I, I get at least, at least an email a day from someone and mostly and more really i could i could look in the a lot of them get sent to the junk file to my chewing the fat at the blaze.com who want to advertise on my facebook page and they say it's anywhere from four hundred dollars a week to thirty five hundred dollars a week the answer is yes i got a text over the weekend asking me to uh if i could do something uh put it put the sticker on my car right that's what started this is the text i got from who said they were going to pay me money for putting a sticker on my car. The answer is yes, but I can't, I know it's a scam. You can't click on those links. You can't, you can't believe it. And it's easy to, they, if they catch you at the right time, which is why they continue to text and email and call. Well, one of the emails that I got was from Nick and he explains what happened to he and his wife, but it's an easy, the reason I liked his email is because it's a matter of when they catch you, right? So, which is why they continue to call, and it's just a matter of of percentages, right? The more calls, the more texts, the more emails, the percentages go up of the amount of, you know, a, a person that's going to fall for it, and the money that you'll get. Like my girl Reem Hashimi, <laughs> who continues to email me, who wants uh, my help in getting forty four million over here to the U.S., and I'll get a percentage of it sooner or later depending on how many emails get sent someone is going to say yes and reply so the story starts uh in uh, pennsylvania and so my wife and i are living at her dad's farm taking care of the place we had a landline linked to my and my name and my with my wife's cell phone i got a call on the landline twice in five minutes weird and then my wife's phone rang right so okay so you're working, you're busy. Usually if you get, if you, someone calls your phone a couple of times real quick in a row from a number that you're not familiar with, you will answer the third time because you go, wow, it's gotta be somebody that really wants to get a hold of me. Right? Don't tell that to the bill collectors cause they'll try to do that to you, but without leaving a voicemail, right? Or the long, the first one leaves a voicemail and you call right back. It, it, you know, you just, it hits you at the right time. So, uh, then my wife's phone rang while I was going for her phone. The message machine on our landline played, hello, this message is for Nick. We have a record that in 2007 through 2009, you did not pay taxes to the government and the state of Pennsylvania. Now, most people would think, well, yes, I have, unless you're, you know, me or Nick, (laughs) you think, wait. Really? Those were the two years? You now are legally responsible for $4,975. See, it's, a, it's that weird, strange amount, too, right? It's not 5000 It's not 10000 It's not too much to make it seem 
outlandish, but it's just enough to make it seem like, wow, that could be the amount. I freaked out because I said, man, they got me. Because he had been working, again, just hit or miss, right? He had been working for a landscaping company under the table. He wasn't supposed to submit it. And, you know, he, of course, listens to the show. So he comments, first of all, I mean, who among us hasn't worked under the table for, right, for some dough? I know. I'm with you, Nick. Anyways, he answered the phone, uh, the phone call on his wife's phone. They said they had already notified law enforcement and county officials of my location and they needed immediate phone payment to get this taken care of. So he started freaking out. And they said, you only have an hour to comply or you'll be taken into custody. So, of course, that catches them off guard, right? And he's getting worried and he starts freaking out. But he said they said a phrase that threw him off. A phrase that they sent me a letter first uh, certified. And they also said, uh, your capital, which set him thinking, caught him, you know, he caught, brought him back to life. They said a couple of phrases that were not what you would hear from someone collecting from you. So it brought him back to life. And he. Because he was going in, he had already asked his father-in-law, Dude, can I get a loan? I might need a loan to save me from going to jail. And then he realized, hey, this is not right. So he went to the other line. Well, he had still had them on the line and called the police. And apparently they were working the area that Nick lives in because the police department said, yes, we just got that call at about 20 minutes ago. So... You know, it's a scam. So just be really careful. Be really careful. Don't get scammed. You know, we joke around about it all the time on this show about people getting scammed. And I can't believe people are so dumb. But sometimes it's not because they're dumb. Sometimes they're just, you're in a different mindset. And the scammers catch you. And that's what we're good at. I mean, that's what they're good at. So, (laughs) well, I don't want you to get scammed. And I really don't. I really don't. And, of course, he goes on to say that, uh, you know, he loves the show. and CTF is the escape for 2020 chaos. Thank you, Nick. And CTF loves you. I know. No, I mean that. And since there's so much love in the air, I'm calling Kevin Costner again. And he better pick up this time, man. All right, that ticks me off. Kevin, pick up the phone, man. What do you empty the voicemail? Just pick up the phone. I know you said just text you at one three one zero five six four zero five zero six, but the last text I said was that I was going to call, pick up the phone. So you either didn't see it or now you're you know you're making me angry, and I don't think you realize though of of what a fan I am. I know you listen to the show. I'm getting angry. So in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium is going to be the world's first professional sports venue to use cleaning drones. Now, according to this article, they've got, they're using three, two to be the 
workers and one extra. All right. So they use the drones to clean, or not necessarily clean. They use the drones to spray the non-toxic uh-huh, hypochlorous acid solution, hypochlorous, right? hypochlorous acid solution used in compliance with the EPA for maximum effectiveness without being harmful. <laughs> oh, that's good. So Lucid Drone Technologies, D1 disinfecting drones. They work the stadium. It, they say, according to this, they say that they're getting, they're, they do it in 95% less time. Wow. If that's true, goodbye to the workers. So I know that they still say, well, we still have the cleaning and sanitation program, which includes daily cleaning using Gion's ionized solution that kills harmful germs and bacteria. Additionally, the stadium uh, sanitation team for hourly disinfecting 600 hand sanitizer dispensers and monthly antiviral coating to help reduce the risk of exposure and spread of the virus. I'm telling you, if they are cleaning and taking care of business inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium at 95% of less time with the drones, humans are done. Have a nice day. You know what else is coming? I'm looking at this. You know, we talked, uh, I don't know, a while ago about the security drones and they've got, you know, you can get them for your house now and, you know, they just kind of fly around and, and, uh, you know, I mean, with cameras and everything, do you need a drone flying around your house? I guess if you think it's cool, but if they have these cleaning drones, why not have the security drones? You're going to set them up in the rafters anyway. And you just have security drones. You have four or five security drones. And when you see someone in your stadium, that's not wearing a mask that instead of sending, uh, Barry from section E down to seat three or four, you don't need 30 berries. You only need, <laughs> you only need two. You can write your own jokes. You only need a couple. And so somebody starts screwing up on camera. You send the drone down and the drone hovers over the seat, puts the spotlight on uh, Millie and Bill and tells them, this is uh, stadium security. Please put your mask on. This is stadium security. Please cease doing what it is you're doing that's against uh, stadium rules and laws. And if you don't, then you send one of the two berries in to escort them out. Or you just have the drone shock them. And the crowd goes, yay, and then back to the game. And the security drone goes back up into the rafters. Uh, That's coming. (laughs) That is coming soon. I find their number incredible i mean i get the sales pitch sure that uh you know their unique wraparound effect helps distribute and disinfect the hard to reach areas i get that but they claim that these drones allow for a 95 percent reduction in time spent cleaning the seating bowl and the ability to redeploy associates in other areas of the stadium uh-huh and 14 times more efficient than the regular backpack foggers. Yeah, people are gone. Hey, happy Fat Pile Friday.
And don't forget to be on the lookout for Hurricane Delta if you're on uh, the south south part of the U.S. <laughs> and if Jim Cantore shows up in your neighborhood in Louisiana, you are probably too late to leave. Hunker down. Be safe. Well, no, seriously. I you know I know I'm not making light of Hurricane Delta. Uh, it should make landfall late tonight, early Saturday morning. Uh, you know, it's, it's already a category three, could be a cat four. It's looking to do some serious damage. It did some huge damage in Cozumel and Cancun, knocked out power, collapsed some streets, damage to a bunch of buildings, obviously flooding. So it's looking at, uh, Southwest Louisiana landfall, which Laura made landfall there. And I mean, they're still trying to recover. They're still, there's people, you know, homeless and it's horrible. So if Delta comes in at about the same place, it's going to be a long, long time for recovery there. And they're going to need a lot of help. And that's where Mercury One comes in. And so if you have an opportunity to uh, go to mercuryone.org and donate, they'll be on the ground there this weekend. Uh, after the storm passes, it will be, uh, it will be a, uh, <laughs> a difficult time for them. So uh, it's no joke. And I really wasn't joking about Jim Cantore either. I mean, we talk about that every storm. If he shows up in your neighborhood, if you're still there, you should have been gone already. So he's, uh, he's in Louisiana and, uh, wherever he ends up today, wherever he's been today. Uh, if you're listening to this live on the 9th of October, yeah, it's October. Wow. It's this year, man. Uh, 2020, then uh, I'm sure wherever Jim is today, then uh, that's where the storm is going to hit. And you do not want to be there. That is for sure. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Okay, so we're talking about the cleaning drones in Atlanta that they're using. And now we also have drones delivering kidneys and other body parts for transplants. Uh, they just delivered some, a, some, uh, corneas and kidneys across the desert in Nevada. They use drones for that. I know mission go a transportation logistics company partnered with Nevada donor network. And they want to see, they're look I want it to work if it's faster and safer then use them absolutely if they can get there and still be viable and be better for transplant with using a drone that's great but we want to reduce the carbon footprint of the donations do we do we okay come on now no if you need a kidney, if you need corneas and there's an accident and there's one available on one part of the other side of Nevada and to get it to you, they've got to use a jet plane or widen the carbon footprint to get them to you. So be it. Oh no, I don't want them delivered if it's going to, if it isn't going to reduce the carbon footprint. Okay. But anyway. Good for you. I'm glad that it's working out. Now, 
the we're gonna have drones i mean we need some serious some serious serious drone plans across this country uh the faa we talked about uh you know prime getting their okay for deliveries which i'm a fan of if you're in the you know especially here in dfw drop them at my house um walmart is experimenting with delivering groceries with uh, with the drone with the COVID 19 tests by drone i mean it's a good excuse we talked about the North Carolina drones that are delivering the PPEs for the medical professionals. CVS is uh, delivering some prescriptions in Florida. I don't remember the Florida one. I remember CVS delivering, I think it was in North Carolina. I don't remember them doing it in Florida, but good. Good. I mean, I, that's fine as long as we're not creating more problems. But if we're just talking about delivering corneas and kidneys <laughs> uh okay no problem but if we're only doing it to reduce the carbon footprint stop it what are you talking about if it's a bonus then good but to do it on purpose i don't know i don't know so if you were told that we're going to put a microchip in you and that's a way that we can track and detect COVID and other coronaviruses. Would you do it? <laughs> I know. Now I'm not talking about it being your bank. I'm not talking about having all your medical information on it. I'm talking about having it put in so that the sensors could measure you know the levels of glucose oxygen and it would take it would give you an idea about your human cells and let you know if you uh came in contact with someone who had covid or coronavirus or your body just ingested the covid 19 and now we need to fight it i know <laughs> i know but it's here it is here already the uh profusia or prof usa inc <laughs> profusa uh, p-r-o-f-u-s-a inc funded from the nih and darpa they said that they are able to insert this chip an injectable biochip for the detection of viral respiratory diseases, including COVID-19. Yay! They don't know the delivery system yet. They're still waiting for some approval from the government and the FDA, but it's coming. Uh, you know, the fight for the longest time was, no way. You're not going to chip me. I don't want it. So if this is the health chip, if you did the health chip, there you got you, that's a step. You're not even going to fight the information chip, right? I mean, the transhumanism. Uh, you're you're on your way. You're not going to fight it. It's already going to be done. That first chip is the the health chip, and then the other chip is well. This one's for your health information, and this one's for your banking information. So you don't even have to worry about a card or bank account. That is your account. And this is for all your other information. So just, you've already got this chip. This chip is going in. There's a couple more. 
uh, we're there. And if you think to yourself, well, I'm not going to be chipped. Really? Okay. No problem. What if there were consequences to not getting the chip? Right? I mean, it's almost like, I don't know, the little chat and worry we're having about the vaccine. I don't want the vaccine. I'm not going to take the vaccine. I need to choose. You can't mandate it. Okay. All right. For right now, the microchip may not be mandated for now. And I'm with you on that. Uh, You know, it should be your choice. I'm that way with the masks and the vaccine and everything else. It should be your choice. This is America. But look around, my friends. Look around. What's happening with the mask? We had stories already earlier in the show talking about people getting beat up for not wearing a mask. I know. They're mandated. I mean, it's mandated everywhere. And businesses say, you know, hey, no problem. So remember what we talked about with the vaccine? No problem. You don't have to take the vaccine. But if you don't get the vaccine, then you can't shop here. If you don't get the vaccine, then you can't work here. If you don't get the microchip, then you can't work here. If you don't have the microchip, you can't come and shop here. It's coming, my friends. It's coming. And by the amount of people that uh, are all for the mandates and you must wear a mask and you will take the vaccine, it's not far off for the microchip. (laughs) It's not far off at all. So give it some thought. Give it some thought. How are you going to be able to say no if you want to say no? If you just want the chip and get it done with, then you're good to go. It'll be here soon enough. But if you're gonna if you're gonna be one of those <laughs> if you're gonna be one of those naysayers, <laughs> oh man, come up, be ready, be ready because it's coming faster than you think, and it you may even be on that drone carrying those new retinas that you need or corneas, or that kidney, or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be on the drone, too. Don't worry about it. Okay, one last time I'm going to call Kevin. I realize that, you know, they want me to subscribe to their tech service. I realize that it's a, you know, it's a deal. It probably, you know, the phone number is just a a phone number made up, and he's, you know, got a, a third or fourth phone at the house that's just for this. But maybe, maybe, if I call, he might uh, pick up, you know, just like the scammers. You keep calling and keep calling. Sooner or later, you'll see, hey, that number keeps calling. I I think I'll pick up. And he might, just uh, for the fun of it. So we're, I'm going to continue. We'll just give it one last shot. Keep your fingers crossed that he picks up. Figures. All right, fine. I'm going to keep calling. <laughs> Somebody's going to pick up that phone. I don't care. I'm determined now that someone will pick up that phone. Even if it's the kid or the neighbor or the pool boy or the cleaning lady, someone's going to pick up that phone and I'm going to get in touch with Kevin Costner. That's going to happen. All right. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. Be safe. (laughs) 